We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And here we are. Yes, we are. Nation Sports Talk. It's Mailbag Wednesday. Vince! He's Vince, I'm Sean. It's, it feels like we only do like one show a week together. I know. Anymore, you know? It's all those women's basketball games, man. You're just, but it you is. know, you're doing your thing and, and uh, you know, it's exciting, but uh, it's lonely <laughs> for us, okay? That's, that's what I'll say. That's true. Jesse, I had Jesse and Ryan both last night. And, oh, that's uh, right. I guess you and are you and Jesse doing tomorrow night? Uh, I believe tomorrow is an off night because I oh. think Jesse has uh, alternate plans. He's he's going to the Cavs game. Mm. So okay, and you obviously have a game, and right. so Solomio. So it sounds like we'll all be back together on Friday then. Friday the fire show. Friday, baby. Here we go. Yep. I don't know who Ryan Roberts' forehead is, but he has been making some comments in wow. here tonight i've been kind of chuckling in uh in the back so it's uh he's very respectful been good using been good. Our, our last names i mean okay yeah as a matter of fact he uh he's kind of been back here where is he where did it go and there's actually a picture of ryan's forehead as the avatar right uh well ryan roberts forehead says i'm better looking than peyton manning's forehead <laughs> true or false i mean i mean you don't take up as much uh real estate as peyton manning's forehead yeah it's a forehead yeah. right so. i mean is this like an are we uh, are we making fun of ryan and his like receding hairline if he has one like i've never noticed well i thought that there was a question in here specifically about ryan's forehead oh my <laughs> from ryan roberts foreheads <laughs> you know username so, uh, just trying to start things up. Just trying to start a fire back here. Seriously, and squirrels usually in here. He he sometimes he he jumps in. So well, he, and he actually oh. wanted you know 
Speaking of stirring things up, Ryan, Seriously. Ryan has been in here. Rank your top five IB listeners. <laughs> so, I mean. I, he might be upset with us if we pick Ryan Roberts' forehead. Yeah, I know. I know. Ryan Roberts' forehead might have to go to the top of the charts right now. There are too many. There, you know, it's like everyone's yeah. a winner in this show. And, and you, know? you know, it's not like I want to give out participation ribbons or anything, but I will say it depends on the day. Like we have our loyal listeners, you know, like Salty and, and T-Guns and, you know, I it wouldn't be the same if they're not in, in DK. Like those guys are always here. Right. And I it, it's very much appreciated. See, Ryan, there you go. I have a great Ryan, forehead. I agree, Ryan. I, I agree. It's never stood out in a negative way. My forehead's getting larger. So <laughs> I think mine and is shinier, too. I think, too, yeah. you know, the way it goes. Wear a little makeup. He's got to, you know. <laughs> but uh, it depends on the day. Like sometimes certain people annoy me and then sometimes they're like all over it in a good way. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't know. I, I it would be I would be hard pressed or I could do like a group of five, but I don't know if I could rank them. Yeah. How about that? I could do. You like can't do that. It's like, you know, it's like asking someone to rank their co-host. Oh, I've already done that. Oh, so. yeah, that's been done. <laughs> no, it's like, you know, it's like asking you to, you know, to. To rank your kids, I don't. I don't know. You know, like if you've ever actually ranked your kids in my head, you know, I've never actually Christian said it out McCaffrey loud. Thing, in your head, I've never, I've never said it out loud. I don't. Never, that's I right. Don't, I don't feel like that would go well. Like I don't. I don't have five like athletes that compete with each other, and then like the ranking would would make them. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. it would enhance them. It would just hurt feelings in my house, and so yeah, I don't know. It's a hard pass. Mr. 2.0 says guys care way too much about other guys' foreheads. It's like <laughs> people have to make fun of something that isn't naturally controllable because dudes are compensating for their own shortcomings. Deep. That's deep. Man. And you're okay. probably not wrong, but it is I've deep. never really spent much time thinking about other people's foreheads. Honestly, I don't know. I've never thought is. about it. I Like I remember I had a buddy in high school who – was losing his hair quite early. Like we came back like Christmas break of freshman year. It was like, who's this 35 year old guy? And he was 18. You know what I mean? So like, those are the things you notice, like the premature situation. But once you're mm-hmm. our age, like, I mean, it is what it is. Like I, every time I go to the barber and I, I see a bunch of hair on my lap, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's still there. And they like, it is a, it is, it is an ego boost to me when the barber gets out the thinning shears and starts going through my hair. I used to uh, do the thinning shears. Yeah. And then at one, you know, like I would always tell him, you know, do the thinning, you know, because mostly because like my hair and like, if I let it grow out, it still would. It's always gotten really thick on the sides. I've always had, and I, you know, and this has been several years ago, obviously, like if you look (laughs) at my head now, but I told him, you know, do the thinning shears. And he's like, do you really want to do that? <laughs> oh, well, we're at that point now. That's where huh? we're at, huh? Okay. Yeah, right. exactly. Thanks, Thanks buddy. <laughs> Is it any surprise that I stopped going to the barber and just started getting out, you know, just started shaving it, buzzing my own? Yeah, That's right. I'll get there eventually. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. It's only it's only a matter of time with everybody, frankly. Well, I know. most most everybody, most I everybody. Mean, That's yeah. right. Yours is held up pretty well. I mean, you've only got like a handful of grays, and it's you still yeah. got a pretty pretty. I, I thick feel head like up there. there's more like forehead here, but yeah. the the grays on the side 
they're getting to me. They they are getting my kids start pointing it out now, yep. which is always fun. So it is mailbag night. So yes. bring on the questions. We've got a few start up and ready to go. Um, Michael, I'll just, you know, like there are some questions obviously that we have saved for rapid fire that we've got ready to go. Michael asking about the ESPN stuff today, talking about Notre Dame's relevance <laughs> that will come in rapid yes. fire. So yes, that's one we're saving for rapid fire, but it will come up in a little bit. Just hilarious. The, the, the general media frenzy of the last 24 hours yeah. is hilarious to me. Yeah. Cause I'm we've just, got that and the other stuff that came up yeah, yesterday. It, well, yeah. and the, right. the ESPN stuff, the Stephen A. Smith stuff came up when they started talking right. about the right. college football playoff thing. And so right. we've got we've got kind of both of those queued up and yes and ready to go. Oh, all right. Wow, that one guy. Okay. That that one guy with, with an interesting. I'll just that's fine. Throw that hey, look, everybody's entitled to their opinion, even when they're wrong. It's okay. I'm not <laughs> saying that one guy is wrong. I'm just saying everybody's entitled to their opinion. It's all yeah. good. Joe brought a recruiting question. Uh-oh. Um, I don't know if Ryan is still in here. Maybe he can answer this, but <laughs> you know, you know how Vince and I are. We're not, you know, like we talked a little recruiting on yesterday's show, but we're not going to go deep. Uh, Joe wanted to know the final holes that Notre Dame needs to fill in recruiting for the 2025 year, both offense and defense. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. I but. don't have a whole lot of thoughts on it just because that's not really my niche. I know. They've got they're in the teens uh, with commitments already, mm-hmm. and I know I think that it's seventeen. If yeah, I remember right, I mean I know they still want to add another wide receiver. I I know they want to add some more offensive linemen. Here you um, go. Ryan says, "Hey, look at that! Two wide receiver spots, cornerback and linebacker." There you go. There you Thanks, go. Ryan. Squirrel to the rescue. <laughs> Appreciate you. Appreciate you. And that makes sense. I mean, it does. It does make sense. And so, um. Yeah, well, and we'll just see what happens. I, I have a lot of faith in the uh, in the recruiting prowess of the current staff headed by Marcus Freeman. So, right, there are a couple good ones that I saw in here. This is an interesting one from Ryan Roberts' forehead. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. He says a 14-team playoff was reportedly discussed by the playoff management committee with a possible 2026 start year, and that's blank. A waste? Like, why, why are we expanding two teams? I don't, I don't see the relevance of expanding to two teams, you know, expanding yeah. two more teams. That doesn't, if you're going to expand, you're going to expand bigger than that. Seems like one. you would just like go to 16. Go, yeah. You know, you're already at 12 right. and you've got two, which more. is, which for a, a bracket, I mean, obviously you've got the, the first round buys and all that kind of stuff. It just seems like you create like 14 doesn't make much sense. Like, no, just go to 16 if you weren't. And like, for that matter, they haven't even gone to 12 yet, and they're all, now we're already talking about a number greater than 12. Why don't we see how the 12 yeah. team plays out and yeah. what everybody thinks of it and then address it after that? It took us, what, eight yeah. years to go from four to 12? It was a 10 at this point. Like, just wait a little bit. Right, exactly. Let it marinate. Let it cook. Yes, because I, I think there's still going to be some things to be worked out with the whole 12-teamer. And, you know, people are going to be – all, just it's just like the basketball bubble and all that, right? I mean, people are going to be up in arms on who the 69, 70, 71st teams are, and people are going to be up in arms about who the 13, 14, and 15 teams are. Like, it doesn't matter how big you get, there's still going to be people on the bubble that aren't going to make it in, and it's going to be great conversation. 12 is enough. Like, football is a different animal, right? I mean, you don't want to make that number too big. You, you don't. Because the other thing to consider is – you're already potentially going to play 17 games in in the 12 team Correct. format. So if you expand beyond that, then you're going to like 18, 19. Like you're getting even more than an NFL season at right. that point. Right. And I think that the more that you expand the direction NIL and all this different stuff is going, you are opening up just different cans of worms in terms Big of time. what the players are going to want. All those different kinds. Well, then the of whole season is going to be playoffs. Like you, you, right? You know, you're, you're not going to be able to compete with the NFL playoffs. You're, you're going to want things to be kind of in hand and done by the time the playoffs or the NFL really heat up. That's number one. Number two, you know, you're not going to be able to compete with the Super Bowl, right? So does that mean you're going to move the college season earlier? So are, are we going to start games in the middle of August, like high school? Like I, it just. You don't need to have as much as we would all love to have more games to watch. You're not going to make the season that much longer so that you can have longer playoffs. And so this, this number is going to have to be capped at some point. Now you could go to, I guess 16 would be the absolute max because then you're not, not going to give anybody buys number one. And number two, you're looking at the same amount of weeks of playoffs, right? You get any bigger than that, now you're adding weeks and you're adding yeah. time, and it's just it's not going to happen. And I think Andy Saylor hit it. The SEC and the Big Ten with this whole thing that they're doing, they're supposedly asking for more slots guaranteed. Of course, in the play. they I mean, are. They're going to get multiple spots as it is, and and you know, and again, it's like they're already trying to get more spots because, of course, they are. Right. You know? and, and it's they're all going. Have you ever noticed anybody to be happy with where they're at? Everybody always wants more. <laughs> always. And that's never going to change. It's no lie. Ryan says, just make it 132 team playoffs. Just, just let them all in. Just play make it, it all, all playoffs. Out. Just the whole, like some teams only get to play one game. Sorry, you're out. 
single elimination, and then, you know, that's the season. Mm-hmm. Ryan. Josh wants to know, with Max Bulla getting promoted to linebackers coach, do they hire a new GA for the defensive side? 100%. Yes. 100%. You, you only get X amount of GAs. I think it's four. Generally, it's two on offense, two on defense. You, 100%, you only are you're going to hire a new defensive GA, probably somebody that is well-versed at safety, uh, or at least in the secondary. Right. But yes, absolutely, you replace him. Because a, a GA is essentially an assistant coach. You don't leave right. that spot open. You absolutely replace it, 100%. Yeah, and there's no reason not – because with Mike Mickens taking on more responsibility, with him being in charge of the entire secondary now, you get him assistant. an assistant so that you know when it's time to do individual position drills Mike Mickens can take the cornerbacks and focus on the cornerbacks and the GA takes the safeties and focuses on the safeties does that kind of stuff there'll still be stuff that they can do together just like always but that's that's why you need that extra guy to basically for that to work on position specific stuff and you know maybe in the film room as well like so Mickens can take the corners and focus on things in the film room specific to the cornerbacks the GA takes the safeties and then at some point they probably come together and look at bigger picture stuff and all that but absolutely absolutely oh yeah again you don't it'd be like leaving an assistant coach job open like Mm there that's not that's never going to happen they will always fill assistant coach and GA spots always 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 right Benjamin wants to know, with a new strength coach, do you think we see Notre Dame players testing better for the NFL? Because that was his background. Ooh. I mean, I thought, honestly, under ba- under Coach Bayless, Notre Dame kids tested really, really well at the at the Combine. That was never a problem with, with testing. And so I think setting the bar at testing better than they did than when Matt Bayless was there is setting the bar awfully high. Now, is it possible he could tweak some things here and there because he was specifically training guys for the combine? Sure. Yeah, I could, I could see, see that. I could see that. But man, I, I mean, if you look at some of the numbers that like these wide receivers and the skill guys were testing out at at the combine under Bayless, they were really, really good. They're really, really good and surprised a lot of people. You could see a little, you know, a, a little bit of a bump again because of what he what he's talking about the fact that this was a guy and how much of that gets incorporated into his daily routines or the off-season routines and stuff like that I would be curious to know just you know like things that are going to be specific to testing but the other side of this is as recruiting continues to improve you expect as a few years go on and these guys start matriculating to the NFL because, you know, they, they, I mean, just look at the bodies, right? Like the, the bodies that you're going to be talking about right. higher, you know, they're, they're going to be coming in with, with more speed theoretically with higher levels of quickness, you know, quick twitch and all these different things. So you would expect because they're starting out, higher that that they're going to do better once they finish at Notre Dame as well and get ready for the NFL like you would right. just expect that you're going to start to see right. more like you know 
every every year Notre Dame has a guy or two talked about in the first round. You would expect that you're going to start to see more Notre Dame players talked about as first round guys when they finish up at Notre Dame. Well, and, you know, like you said, a lot of that has to do with the recruiting too. I mean, you're getting you're right. getting you're exactly. getting better stock in to work with. Like I've coached teams where the the Jimmies aren't great, and you do the best you can with what you got, right? And I've also coached places where the Jimmies are really good and they make you look really good and you've just got better stock to work with. That I feel like that's kind of where Notre Dame is trending. They're going to be working with better stock, deeper stock, better talent, you know, that kind of a deal. And and Ryan's absolutely right. These guys leave the, the, the college program and they go work with guys that specifically train them for the combine. That's 100% accurate. But I also think that there is a foundation that is built at the college that Again, these guys that they work with, when you've got a better foundation, you're going to have a better building, right? It's the same thing. You have a better foundation going into one of those places. Those guys are going to have more to work with and to get more success. Completely agree. Completely agree with that. Benjamin, um, over under five and a half RPO plays a game this upcoming season. Oh, well over. Yeah, I, I think mean, so I, too. They were almost there this year, to be honest with you. Not enough and not as consistently, but there were games where they were over. Mm-hmm. Um, it just wasn't enough. And and there's a lot of opportunity, by the way, if we don't have the playbook in front of us, sometimes, sometimes it's difficult to tell what an RPO is. A lot of times you can tell, but to the average fan, it is a little bit more difficult. There are going to be more RPO um because a lot of it oriented. just comes down to the pre-snap read. It, it's yes. not necessarily like exactly. You got to remember the difference between RPO and, and and like read option type stuff. Like if you're talking about true read option with Riley Leonard, you know that kind of stuff. You're definitely going to see more of it right. because Sam Hartman could run. He didn't necessarily want to run. I mean, just look at the speed that he tested out at at the right. Senior Bowl a few weeks ago. Riley Leonard is obviously much more of a running true dual dual threat yes. quarterback. So there'll be more of that. But again, there's a difference between RPO and the zone read, you know, where you're holding the ball in the belly of the running back and and making, you know, reading the defensive end and and that kind of thing. Yep. And there's going to be yeah, there's going to be plenty of opportunity for RPOs. Number 1, Mike Denbrock runs more of them. Number 2, I think Riley Leonard's game is set up a little bit more for RPOs. And I think the wide receiving core is going to be better, obviously, this year. It's going to be set up better for RPOs. It, it, there's just – there is a confluence of things all around that sets up better for RPOs this season as opposed to last season. And I think it complements Riley Leonard's game better than it did Sam Hartman's game. Correct. So, the, so for all of those reasons, I'm taking the over. Correct. Agree. Now, Salty was complaining a minute ago that I wasn't using one of his questions. Oh, like come this. on, Salty. He's, I don't know if he's just imitating Tommy or what, but, oh, my question shot down again. You're not answering it. So um, this one, you know, I don't know if he's just trying to stir stuff up again. He says, fill in the blank. The idea that oh, boy. the Notre Dame women's basketball team lacks commitment and good coaching is total bull blank. I mean, <laughs> wow. Like, that's out there? Like, is that... You know, I mean, how serious are you even being with it? You're just trying to stir it up now? I think You're he is. To stir I think he's, me up? He's poking the bear, man. He's poking I think that's the bear. what he's doing. Jeez. I mean, it's... Yes, it's total bull bleep is what it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Now, if we're going to be on the... If we're going to be on the, the college 
women's college basketball side of things. Keith has a question. And okay. that's not Keith because it just went away. There we go. Specifically for you, says Sean, do you still feel a home court advantage with the Lady Irish? I, well, I tell you what, it's the fact that they've lost a couple games at home to both North Carolina and North Carolina State would seem to, you know, like say that, oh, maybe there's not a home court advantage. But at the same time, I just go back, you know, to to what I've said a couple times in the last week. The ACC is deeper this year, maybe deeper than ever before. That's the biggest thing to me. Like, Duke beat Virginia Tech, the Duke women. Notre Dame beat Duke at Duke two nights ago. The team Notre Dame is going to play tomorrow night, Clemson, has, I believe it is five wins in conference play this season. They beat Duke. (laughs) You know, so like... yeah. Look at that little circle right there. A team that's sitting toward the bottom of the conference, Clemson, beat Duke, which beat the team at the top of the conference, Virginia Tech. And Duke, which had won nine straight games at home and hadn't lost a home game since only losing to South Carolina, the number one team in the country back in December. You know, like, again, it's just, it's a deep conference is what it comes down to, to me. So it's yeah. it's it's not just Notre Dame that's lost a couple of home games. Everybody's losing games this year. That's because it's just it's def it's deeper than it was last year, yeah. and it's definitely deeper than it was a couple of years ago. Parody, yeah, yeah, it's there. It's live and well, and and it's not parody that they all stink and they just all happen to beat each other. It's like there's actually good solid teams in the ACC. I I, right. I agree with you completely. From watching, they're, they're most likely going to get. I'd be shocked if they didn't get eight teams, at least eight chance for nine in the tournament, in the NCAA tournament, in the selections. Wow. So that's a lot. That is a lot. lot. You got to think about it that way. And and, uh, who was it? Miami. Miami beat, again, you know, just looking at all these different who's done this. and Miami beat somebody that was pretty good. I can't remember exactly who it was. And Miami is another team that's sitting, you know, in the lower third of the conference right now so i wouldn't get wrapped up and you know it jesse and i were talking about it yesterday notre dame has gone on the road and beaten both duke and florida state in their last couple of rome games unfortunately you know i just uh, i i don't want to get too locked up in it again <laughs> nc state's a really good defensive team sure like, so don't get too caught up in what happened last week the good news is you get to the ncaa tournament and you're going to play teams that you haven't played a couple times a year and year in sure. and year out. And it's harder to put together a scouting report. Let me ask you this, and then we'll put this one to bed. For Notre Dame to host the first two rounds, they've got four games left. Right. What do they, what do they got to do in those four games? Probably need to win out. Okay. I saw them projected they dropped a little bit after losing last sure. week. Now, this is... The ESPN projections, it doesn't always mean it. It's it's weird right, because, right, right. because, again, as good as the conference has been, Notre Dame still has the best net ranking of any team in wow. the conference, okay. even though they're, you know, like they're starting to slip a little bit, you know, in terms of the human polls and all that different kind of stuff. But so they were, you know, they didn't show up in that first top 16 last week, which means they weren't going to be a four seed, which means at best – 
They're projected as a five seed, and they were projected as a five seed initially. They slipped a little bit after the loss to NC State, but you've got you've got Virginia Tech and Louisville, the number one team in the conference, and I think it's the number three or four team Louisville in the conference right now. They're uh, maybe they're four. Yeah, they're four. They're behind NC State right now. So you've got number one and number four in terms of the ACC coming to your place to close the regular season next week. You win those two games and you win you know if if you win those two games and you take care of business against Clemson and Boston College, there's a very good chance they're going to be the 4 seed at the ACC okay tournament. And if they do that, I think that that increases their odds greatly to end yeah. up hosting first and second round games. And then you win a couple games at the ACC tournament ACC tournament on top of that, I would I would give them like 95% chance to end up hosting if that happens. But I think okay. they probably have to beat both Virginia Tech and Louisville for that. They okay. definitely are, are going to have to do that, you know, to get one of those top four seeds. I think they're going to have to do that probably to be hosting NCAA tournament games as well. Okay. Thank you. All right. That's my bracketology take for today. <laughs> hey, love it. We're going to keep visiting it, man, because every game matters at this point. Right. It, it does. Right. We're getting down there now. Shannon, totally out of left field. Rank your top three Michael Jackson songs Ooh. of all time. Harder than I thought. Smooth Criminal. I would agree with that. Billy Jean, another good one. Those would probably be my top three. I'm not a huge Michael Jackson fan. I mm. did. You know, I was in high school when Thriller came out yeah. in the 80s when Vince was like three. You know, so Vince is not as much of a, a music guy to begin with. I was never like a huge Michael Jackson guy, but like I like I like it's funny you put Smooth Criminal up there because while I don't have any Michael Jackson in my, you know, my uh, iTunes in your catalog list or whatever. Yeah, like on my phone, <laughs> I've got the Alien Ant Farm cover of Smooth Criminal. I don't know if you remember that one from I, about oh, 100 percent years ago. Yeah, no, yeah. I remember that one. Michael Jackson version's better, but that's... <laughs> I am a Michael Jackson fan. Are I will you? say I that. I didn't realize that. I, I did have... That makes now, sense, because, like, you're a Beatles guy, too. Yeah, so that, 100%. Like, Beatles, Michael Jackson, okay. So, like, and, like, I think of, like, uh, you know, Michael Jack. I had... This is going to age me, obviously, but I had, like, a burnt disc that I put together of all Michael Jackson songs that I would play in the car and just, like, rock out. Um, so, I am an MJ fan course that my my cd case got stolen at one point so that's gone uh but like like abc and i know that's jackson five but i still like i still kind of compute that with michael jackson I, I really like that song but those three right there you can't go wrong with those three some of the some of the the, the slower stuff not a fan you know like uh yeah. i don't know like he did a song with um Oh my gosh, I'm, my mind is just absolutely blank. Uh, Paul McCartney, yeah, um, Ebony and Ivory, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, uh, it's a different song than that. Yeah, but anyway, it was slow. Oh, it was the boring. girl was mine. The there girl it is. was mine. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a hard pat. Like that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm, you know, not so much. Some of his later stuff's not so great, but the stuff in like the '80s. Yeah, not like early. I mean, you 90s. can tell that I'm a guy of the '80s, the MTV era, because yeah. like. That stuff was on all the time, whether you like the artist or not. Yes. And because MTV was relatively new, you were watching the videos. Sure. The so, 
yeah, there was like there was that, and there was that. Um, he didn't do it with Paul McCartney. The uh, the black or what you know, like it don't matter if, you're, if black you're black or white. Or white. That yeah, whole yeah, thing. Yeah. I think Macaulay Culkin was in the video or something, if right. I remember right. I think you're right about that. Yeah, yeah. I, some of that stuff, not so much. But he was. Uh, but Ebony and Ivory was Steve. There you good, go. Good call. Good. But call. he he was an innovator with like the music video genre, which right? makes sense that it wouldn't be Paul McCartney, obviously. Yeah. Ebony yeah. and Ivory, the whole yeah you know. reason for the whole song. Yeah. But <laughs> like he, I mean, with Thriller and all that stuff, like those were those were productions. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and so, um, like Bad, Bad is a good song. Yeah. You know that that was a whole thing with their music video, and so. I, I'm a big MJ fan. There's no doubt about that. Like the the, the Michael Jackson halftime show at the Super Bowl, it's one of the best of all time. Yeah, I'm much more. You know, you know. Again, I watched all that stuff. Much more like a Prince guy. You know, like from that same kind of time period. You know, those those early. You know, like Prince and his guitar and all that. Sure, kind of stuff. Yes, absolutely. They're asking me what I downloaded the songs from. When I was in college, we had like a, like a, a I don't you know. You were on Napster. You were like on Napster. Oh, 100%. Under, right? No, no, there was absolutely. And we had a drive because it was like the internet was around, but it was like a drive that was shared by everybody. And so like everybody uploaded all the songs they had and then you had access to everybody's music and then you could just download it or burn a disc or something like that. So. Uh, I had all kinds of playlists from everybody else's music, and I didn't realize I was so naive. I did not understand how it worked. I went home and I tried to play the songs. Of course, it wouldn't work because I never downloaded <laughs> them. I just had like a playlist, you know what I mean? And so I was like, "Dang it!" Totally lost that opportunity. But uh, yeah, somebody I already okay. kicked it out of there accidentally. But um, the uh, somebody somebody was saying that Michael Jackson was a poor man's Rick Astley, which is a very it's that's. It's a very that's that's funny, but Rick Astley's got that uh, you know kind of second life with Foo Fighters and the whole you know never going to give you up and oh, the yeah. whole Rick Roll and all that kind of stuff. So he's there. It is Sloppy Joe. It was Sloppy Joe who said it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's never going to let you down. Never going to give you up. Yeah, this is true. I know that song. Somebody asked who, uh, not who, favorite. 80s song of all time that is just way too hard for me i don't know <laughs> i bet that is way too i don't hard even know where i would go yeah because there's so many genres and there's just so many different areas to hit there's a lot of good music in the 80s man there was there's a lot of good music a lot of bad music this is also true. in between but i don't think i could nail it down to just one personally with the rigors of the new SEC schedules, what are the odds the SEC champ has multiple losses, and how glorious would it be if said SEC team didn't get a top four seed? Well, I mean, it's gonna the winner of the SEC is gonna get a top four seed. Doesn't matter what their record is. If you win the ACC, you're a top four seed. I mean, that's that's just how it goes, man. So uh, you could have, which would obviously benefit Notre Dame in the. Uh, what if Notre Dame is this, this, and this, and they get the five seed? Well, Notre Dame is going to be playing the worst conference champion in the second round. They're going to be playing the four seed. Right, right. right. So, yeah, if they're the five seed, right, they yeah. play a four seed. So, okay. I mean, 
there there's going to be years where there's an upset or something like that in a conference championship game. And could there be a multi-loss team that wins the SEC? Yeah, there could be. There definitely could be for sure. Yeah, the odds are are going to be really high that in the SEC and in the Big Ten mm-hmm. that those conferences are going to have a, a team with multiple losses because the fact that you've got so many teams in those conferences. Yeah. Now, absolutely. You know, just, and it I me mean, carnage. I mm-hmm. mean, a lot of really good teams and. You know, it is what it is. And again, well, we can talk about, uh, you know, Notre Dame's place in the playoff, uh, you know, later. But I, I will say we will. it it adds to the intrigue of the 12-team playoff. It just, it does. And I, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> well, that's a very lively chat here today. Oh, it certainly is. James wants to know if we could explain how and why a recruit reclassifies from one year to another. Benefit of that is to leave high school early and join a college team earlier? Question mark. Well, there's two ways to reclassify, right? You can reclassify up or down. And so and Ryan and I talked a little about this okay. last night. There was yes. there's a current recruit who reclassified down actually, two right. junior years basically. So exactly. And so, I mean, you can do that. Uh, A lot of times it involves going to a prep school for a year, you know, that type of thing. And I don't know the details of of what the the Notre Dame recruit, how that all went down. Uh, But most of the time, that's what happens when you reclassify the other direction. Now, reclassifying so that you're only in high school for three years. That's absolutely possible. Um, A lot of that has to do with, you know, you just don't take those extracurricular type classes those electives and you just take your core classes and you get them done you go to summer school and you have a plan to get out a year early which is a hundred percent do it's not even a year early it's 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 half a year early and it's really in this day and age it is not difficult to do when you have the possibility of online classes and summer school and all of these different avenues to get your classes done it's not like in the old days where you actually had to sit in a classroom and take the class later. That's just not the case anymore. And so you can graduate early very, very easily anymore. I mean, most kids could graduate in three years if they wanted to. Yeah. Not even three and a half, like three. You could be done. Especially if you've been on, you know, like a college prep course since you sure. entered high school. It, oh, it yeah. would be much easier to do at the, like I was not in that <laughs> department, but much easier to do, to graduate. A year early, you know, a little summer school, if, if you know what you're going to do, you know, and some sure. of it comes to like, if you're going to do that, if you're trying to finish up early, some of it comes down to, you know, like there was talk about whether or not CJ Carr would right. reclassify. And you look at Notre Dame's quarterback room and you sort of get his process accelerated so that he is in the program, learning the offense a year earlier and all that different kind of stuff. There's benefit for him to potentially, you know, start. You know, he's going to use that year as a red shirt, but still be able to potentially be ready to start sooner. And it helps the program and and that kind of thing. And the other, when you're reclassifying backwards, like Ryan was talking about, you've got a younger guy who maybe just needs another year of development, like getting his body ready to go into college. Like, uh, uh, Like this has been a while back, but if I remember right, Maurice Stovall, 
I think might have been 16 years old, 16, Ooh. like early 17 when he first arrived on campus. That's crazy. You know, like, but he, you know, there, there he was. But if you're, you know, like if you're an offensive lineman, which was specific to the case that Ryan and I were talking about last night, if you're an offensive lineman, it just, it, it makes sense because sure. physically you need another year to get in those weights and you know, do all that different stuff to get your body ready. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, I, you got the crazy parents out there that make their kid do eighth grade twice, uh, you know, to get them ready for frost tryouts and all this other stuff. Like there is, I mean, as, as much as I think those parents are crazy because you 99 out of a hundred times, you know, you're not going to know if your kid's going to be college material when he's in eighth grade the first time uh, it can have a benefit obviously, because you're going to be more physically ready. Just looking at my own kid. He looks completely different from this time last year to to this mm-hmm. year because he, you know, puberty and working <laughs> out and just getting naturally bigger, right? So looks a lot different. And so if he was instead of being sophomore to junior year, it was freshman to sophomore year, I'd be like, holy crap, like that would be a big difference. So I get it. Um, I'm also, to be honest with you, not a fan of the accelerated and getting a kid out of high school early. Call me mushy or whatever but i still think that there's a lot of things to experience your second semester of your senior year and and graduating with your class and although i would say this prom is overrated you know having spent too much time thinking about prom and who i was going to take to those stupid overrated dances plot prom is completely overrated so if you're young and you're watching or listening to the show right now don't base any of your decisions on that stupid stupid prom you can still go to prom, by the I way. went to both of mine. We could only go junior and senior year. We yeah. couldn't go, you know, earlier than that. Went to both. So it's not like, you know, I got left home or whatever, but <laughs> prom is completely overrated. That's all I'm going to say. So I would say there's other things to experience as well. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like second semester senior I year is, is, I agree. is cool. Prom is typically and, out there at the end, though. You know, like right. paper is stupid. You know, tucks and you go to some stupid place to eat and she's got an ugly dress on. Maybe the dresses look nicer now. I don't know. But, man, I look at those photos and I'm like, why did I even care about that? Yeah, why? And that's 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 fair. I and I'm not <laughs> saying it's all about prom, but I am saying you miss out on stuff, especially and that. That's just enrolling early. That's not reclassifying. If you reclassify, you miss your entire senior year. And I do have an issue with that. Now, in in my regard, like if I my child wanted to reclassify or if he wanted to, you know, leave a semester early or whatever, number one, kickers don't need to leave a semester early. That's stupid. But number two, here we go. Vince talking about the kickers again. No, no, I'm just saying, even if he's been a four year varsity track player, the track member, right? right? You know what I mean? Like, you want to give up Mm -hmm. your senior year? Like, I, I would have an issue, but maybe he doesn't give a crap, but like, yeah, I would, have I mean, if like you're a multi-sport athlete, obviously you yeah. have to give up whatever winter sport even, or, you know, like, yes, or the most yeah, of it, you're going to have I to mean, give up your winter sport or at least the end yeah. of it. You might start off playing it, but right. So yeah. again, maybe my kid doesn't care about that. Maybe the, you know, uh, track is just something you do in the spring, but like, I feel like senior year is the payoff. You know what I mean? Of all you put in the three years, senior year is the payoff. Mm-hmm. So Again, that's just me. I maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, a buddy of mine from 
back in high school. His son was a pretty good wrestler, played football as well, and he got a scholarship to play football at a smaller school, not a Division One school. And he had, I know he had, he had gone to state at least two of his first three years, and I think he placed as a junior and was kind of getting a little bit better every year. And for whatever reason, like he didn't enroll early, but he just decided not to wrestle his senior season, even though he probably would have been, you know, I think he would have, you know, like going into the season, probably would have been one of the favorites, you know, to to potentially win state that yeah. year. And he just decided he wasn't going to wrestle his senior year because he wanted to, to focus on football at that point and getting ready for college, even though, again, yeah. it was a small, you know, not even like he was going to, you know, even a lower level, you know, power five or a group of five or anything like that. So, I mean, it's, again, it's, it, it's, it's what you want to do, it's but to like, each his own. it's to each yeah. his own. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. Thanks for the super chat, David. I don't know how far we're going to be able to go with this. He says, great show as always. Do you have any update on Damian Shanklin or Derek Meadows? <laughs> Worries be great additions, already huge class. Again, yeah, you know, I don't know if Ryan's here, but that's not yeah. really up our alley. But not even close. Because he threw it in as a super chat, we had to at least read. Yeah, it. and I appreciate that, David. Um, <laughs> I want to say these guys are both offensive linemen, but I could be completely wrong on that. Uh I, I should probably look that up before I say that out loud. But you know. Ryan is is or or Brian for that matter are the guys to ask that question to David and I could throw it to Brian actually if if Ryan doesn't answer it in the chat then uh let's make a mark of this one and I will okay. let Brian know so the next time they do a mailbag they can talk about it so oh here we go Ryan Roberts says Notre Dame here we can pull it up okay oh, that's not it there we go Notre Dame is the assumed leader for both they need to close with Shanklin and hold off the big recent offers for meadows so there we go all right thank you ryan always Excellent. there for the assist thanks as always mr Dario. top four seeds to go for the highest ranked conference champs not just the power four i don't know okay but you started this so yeah no so what ryan roberts forehead is saying is that there is a chance that they oh, right. Group, that a group the four highest-ranked conference champions right. get the top four seeds. That a, right. There's a chance that a group of five team could be one of the four highest-ranked teams, and then therefore they would get one of the top four seeds. Is that a possibility? Sure. Is it a high possibility? No. Remember, there's only been one group of five team that's even made the playoffs so far in a four-team field. And so – a group of five being the highest ranked would be very, very difficult. I, I I would, because even that group of five team that you're mentioning is now part of the power four. And so right. any, you know what I mean? So like, it would be a very difficult proposition for that to be the case, I would say, but you never know. I, I, I feel like the two lanes and the SMUs of the world and whatever, like sometimes they're not even ranked at all. And they're, they get into the new year six. And so I highly doubt that one of the conference champions is going to be lower ranked than a group of five, but it's definitely possible. So you are right, just not probable. Sloppy Joe wants to know if you have a favorite WWE walk-up song. 
that's a high no because I never watched WWE. <laughs> so I got nothing on that. I'm sure they played some great classic rock songs, you know, coming out and some of those WWE guys. And so there's probably a song that I like, but I would never know who to associate it with. I always like that Hulk Hogan, I am a real American thing, you know. There you go. Like all WWE was a little cheesy and, you know, that <laughs> that whole thing. But, I mean, it got you fired up and it was yeah. the peak of, peak of Hulk Hogan. So There you go. I, I will defer to you on this one. <laughs> Sorry. I was just, I tried really hard to get into WWE. Like, I... A bunch of my friends had like a big party in high school where they were watching one of the Smackdowns or whatever. And it was incredibly boring. And I, I, I'm sorry. I tried it. It just changed so much to me. You know, I mean, you know, and I was older, obviously, by then, by the time you would have been in high school. But that was probably like what the rock and John Cena or or like, uh, it was like um, 97 ish. What's his name? Goldberg or, you know, one of those kind of guys that was completely different era you know once once hogan and piper and flair and all those guys were were pretty much done it was you know that that was it yeah 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 can never really get into it sorry thanks for the super chat tyler do you believe the bears trade justin fields now he no i don't want them to i don't know what they're gonna do because the bears no, it's not that you want them to do you right. believe they will the bears organization is so volatile and nobody knows what they're gonna do so i don't know what to believe so i'm gonna stick with what i want them to do and i do not want them to trade justin fields i want them to trade the pick <laughs> ryan is saying yes 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 <laughs> well i mean that's fine i just i'm gonna have to renounce my my fanhood i just i cannot root for that guy i'll be curious to see because i i've i've seen the report that supposedly they want you know like a record haul you know for like for like like if they were to trade sure the number one pick they want like a record like something like no one has ever seen of course of course get that pick i just don't know if you trade justin fields i don't know are you even going to get a second round pick back? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you're going to get in exchange for. Exactly. You, I mean, even if you don't get the King's ransom that you're looking for, you're going to get more by trading the number one pick. You're going to get more. You're going to make your team better. All you're going to do is put Justin Fields behind another makeshift offensive line. And you're not going to have the pieces around him to make him successful. And you're starting over again. That's not good. It's a hard pass. It's a hard pass. Ryan says, I'd rather get a second than pay Fields 40-plus million a year. I mean, I, I completely agree with, I agree that, with that because that's what's I'm, coming next is you're going to have yeah. to pay him. But again, are you even going to get a second? That's my point. Like, I don't even know if you're going to get a second-round pick for him. Like, if you are – like, who's – if you're the Jets, is Justin Fields worth a second-round pick? Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be around that much longer. Right, like you don't even know for sure that you're going to have him for for next year, even though you probably will. But if you're the Jets, quarterback hungry, are you going to give up a second round pick and then also have to pay him? Because no matter who it is, Fields is his contract is going to expire, so someone's going to have to pay him, whether it's the Bears or whoever you trade him to. So you're gonna, are you going to give up that high a pick and pay him? I just don't know. You're not going to get a one for Justin Fields. Yeah, I just don't gonna, know what kind of a, commodity. Yeah, you're is. not going to get a first-round draft pick for 
for Justin Fields. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No, there's no way. You're not getting a first-round pick. Not going to happen. Sorry. I know you're a Bears fan, Bear Down Soldiers. There's no way you're getting a first-round pick for Fields. Yeah, not going to happen. Sorry. I Now, I know I know we're not supposed to be that definitive on this show. <laughs> you know, oh, I will what be. we've been told, because things can oh, yeah. happen. Well, but I just don't believe... I do not believe that the that anyone will give up a first round pick to get Fields. I don't believe it either. And if they do, their franchise is worse than Chicago at making decisions. Yeah. Ryan Ryan says Sam Bradford was once traded for a first. I just there's always people learn always, their lessons as well. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can always point to those outliers and things like that. We've seen enough of Justin Fields. You're not going to get a first round draft pick for him. It's not going to happen. Because I'm Sorry. looking, okay, Buffalo, no. Miami, no. Patriots, maybe. They got a, they got a three. Yeah. So they're going to get a quarterback. Right. It, But it depends on, are they going to get the quarterback they want? Giants. Maybe they're do it? dumb enough. Yeah. Cowboys, no. Eagles, no. no. Commanders, I mean, they're obviously sitting in position you know, for one of those, they're going to get a quarterback as well. Ravens, no. Bengals, no. Browns, well, they just, they had to give up a lot to get Deshaun Watson. Steelers? Yes, they did. And they paid him. If you're the Steelers, would you give up a first-round pick? No, because I think Steelers? they like Kenny Pickett for whatever reason. Ugh. I know, but I think they do. Yeah. Lions, no. Packers, no. Vikings? You got to decide what they're going to do with Kirk Cousins. That's, but you're in the same division. Like if you're the Bears, you're only giving up Justin Fields to Minnesota if you get a first round pick. But even then, Which I just yeah, yeah. Texans no, no. Nope. Colts no, no. Jaguars no, no. Titans maybe. Falcons maybe. Panthers, are you going to double down right after you took Bryce Young? Or are you going to give away? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think you're. I don't think you're doing another deal with you're the Bears. You know, right now you're already licking your wounds if you're the Panthers. Yeah, so. exactly. Saints, maybe. Tampa Bay, mm, I no, don't think well, so. They just they just re-upped on Baker, didn't they? Yeah. Broncos. I mean, you've got a head coach who thinks that he is a genius and the answer really hasn't proven anything. You you need a better quarterback if you're going to be in that division because you got Harbaugh coming in with Herbert and you've just, obviously got Mahomes. Justin Fields is not a fit with Peyton. I just I don't, don't see so it. I don't I don't see that as being a fit. Yeah. Sorry. Raiders. I could see the Raiders. Raiders could do a million stupid things. I mean, that's I definitely possible. I know. That's definitely possible. Only team in the NFC West. You got the Cardinals. You got Kyler Murray. The Rams. I just don't see, you know, Stafford's probably going to retire within the next couple of years, but I can't see McVay wanting Justin Fields as his guy. 49ers aren't going to pull the trigger. Seahawks got a new head coach. And you got Geno Smith. He's... You know, he's serviceable, but that's the only team in the division out there I could see doing it. I just I just, I just don't see any of those teams 
giving up a number one draft pick for him. I don't either. I, I do not see it. I'm sorry. I, I guess as a Bears fan, maybe I hope I'm wrong, but I just don't see that being the case. And I would yeah. still much rather have them trade out of one and and get not a King's Ransom, maybe a Queen's Ransom for the pick <laughs> and loading up on all the other issues that the Bears have. Look, Justin Fields is not the problem. Justin Fields is not the problem, people. I, and I will I will say that until the cows come home. He's not the problem. <laughs> I like how people are down on their teams. Commanders would have made that trade before the sale. Probably right about that. Joe Allen says Minnesota always does stupid stuff. Uh, I mean, not as stupid as, say, the Bears <laughs> or the Jets <laughs> or the Panthers. But hey, the Bears have to decide if they're a legitimate organization or not. That's <laughs> what it comes true. down to. You're not wrong about that. You're not. You're not. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough being a Bears fan. Brent said, did Brian give advanced directive not to engage in any of my 49ers stock? No, Brent. Was Brent was Brent throwing some some 49ers stuff yeah. out there? Maybe the Bears I... might offer the 49ers a King's Ransom for Brandon yeah. Ayuk. I was kind of out of where the comments were when I was looking at the list to make sure that I, you know, when I was going through all those NFL teams, you know, to make sure that I didn't leave anybody out. So when I was doing that, I wasn't looking at the chat to see any questions coming through. But what was the question about Ayuk? King's ransom for Ayuk? I don't know. That's another good receiver, but he's gotten better. Like, I think this was probably what? Like the best year of Brandon Ayuk's career but you know if Debo Samuel were to go someplace else then maybe Ayuk kind of takes that mantle and you know elevates himself but he's been solid but not spectacular so far especially for for where he was drafted Justin Fields is one of the five top most sacked quarterbacks in the NFL (laughs) okay and he's only two sacks away from being in the number three spot. So he's not the problem. That's all I'm saying. He Yes, does he move around a lot? Does he, you know, make some questionable decisions? Sure. But he sometimes he moves around a lot because he doesn't have a choice. He hasn't been coached well his first it, two it, years it, either. He's had a different offensive coordinator every yeah. year he's been in the NFL. Yeah. Like, give the man some stability. Look. I am. I realize I'm going to bat for an Ohio State guy, which I never thought I would do. But he's not the major problem here. He's not. It's coaching and it's the players around him. Okay, I. You can do a lot better by getting other guys on the roster and help him out. No, you're right. But I mean, to Ryan's point, that's still like you can you can add all these things around him. But if you're going to keep Justin Fields, you're going to have to pay him. And that's that's the decision that the Bears have to make. Do you really yeah. want to pay Justin Fields and and basically push all your chips in there and say Fields is the, is the answer? Now we've got to pay him, as Ryan said, forty plus million dollars a year, and then put all these pieces around him, and then find out in two to three years that he's not even as good as Dak Prescott. Yeah, who they've been paying a lot of money for the last few years, and now Dak's already got a contract coming up jesse with a cheapo super chat what notre dame player are you most excited to see drafted i guess by contract we're obligated to say thanks for the super chat jesse but as gk said two bucks come on seriously he's been bragging about how much money he's been making betting he throws us two bucks (laughs) i know right whatever (laughs) 
I mean, look, <clears throat> again, as a Bears fan, I am most excited to see if Joe Alt ends up in Chicago. That's all, that's what I want to see. So I like that. Yeah. As a Cowboys fan, I'm most excited to see if Audric Estime ends up in Dallas. There you go. I actually admit it. I'm still a Cowboys fan. That, that like it, it hit my heart. As at least you guys win games. <laughs> that's win games. that's that's fair in the regular season. Chief Brody, settle an argument between me and my brother. I'd rather have the four-team playoff because Notre Dame would have a better chance to actually win a title versus the 12-team. They will get more cracks, but harder to win. I don't know if it's harder to win. I mean, Notre Dame's been in the four-team playoff, and they have not even come close to winning. So I don't think it is easier to win. I don't. So... Yes. Do they have to win four games in a row? Yep. I mean, they, winning two games is obviously easier yes. than winning four games I, in a row. I get that. Especially because the, the level of competition sure. is higher. But, but I it's think also that, harder I, to get in. Right. And you're immediately playing high-level competition. Yeah. That may not be the case in the 12-team playoff. Yeah. As a three or the four seed, it. you're automatically playing yeah. the one or the two, one of the top two right. teams in the right. country. And it's harder to win those games. Now, you know, you you're absolutely, I mean, simple math says it's harder to sure. win four than two, like you said. But at the same time, I think Notre Dame as a program is already on better footing than they were the last time yes. they were in the playoff. I agree with that, too. I do agree with that. And look, a 12-team playoff, if you're in, you got a shot. And if you're number five in this current setup, you don't have a shot. And so I would much rather get an invitation to the dance and have an opportunity to dance with the hottest girl in the room than not even get through the door. And so that's why I like the 12-team playoff better, because at least you get to get in. Plus the fact that you have an opportunity to host first-round games. Ah, which I think, yeah, I think that's huge. It's yep, it's important in a lot of different ways. I am personally excited to go to a playoff game at Notre Dame Stadium in December. 